Blog Talk Radio. And now I present to you that international Bible teacher of teachers, Seer Israel of Seedwell. He will utter dark things and mysteries which have been kept from the foundation of the world, showing us the way to go. Hallelujah, Yahweh. According to Azariah. 
All right, this is another episode on the international side. It's over 900,000 strong and counting. So uh, we're going to bring Ayelda in. He'll tell you all about the broadcast, and we'll see if we get something going on. Ayelda, he'll be on stage, tell you about uh, take number 12. So we're going to bring Ayelda in, and we'll take it from there. Let's see if we bring Ayelda in and, and let him tell you about the broadcast, mm-hmm. and we'll go from there. So when you meet the elder with a loud voice, you say, Elder Mr. Tibbs, tribe of Yahgad Judah, Elder, Yahweh bid you to right. And Yahweh bless you, see Israel, the seed boy. Hallelujah. Yahweh. All right, Elder. Well, one thing we know, Elder, the foxtail has been lit, and the curtain has went up, Elder. And uh, I'd like to say one thing, uh, that, uh, that, other, that other number have, ex- they don't kind of expire. I don't know what the day they're going to kick that number back in, but right now that number is uh, it's been quiet. You know what I mean. So, Elder, yeah, take your time and let's talk about take 12. And we're seeking to get something going on on take 12, Elder. So, Yaqua beat you all, and welcome those on the network uh, on the left side and on the international side, over 200, over 900,000 strong on the international side, and, and we're ready to take care of Take 12 after our elder leads out. Take your time, elder. You're on the clock. Come on. Well, once again, Yaqua bless you, Sierra Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And it's always a great pleasure to be among a cast of hundreds of thousands of listeners which dial in to listen to this program. And that's always a good thing, because the more that want to hear Yaqua's word, the better off we will be. One will connect to another one. And the series even spoke on that also, I think, in our last lesson, where one touches one. But in doing this, you have to have big ears and little mouths. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, Shirak, the book of Shirak tells you a lot about this. The book of Shirak. When you start reading chapter 6, read verse number 6, 35, 36, and 37. Let's see what kind of education this gives us. Verse number 6 says, Peace with many, but have one counselor over a thousand. And Shirak chapter 11, verse number 8, it says, Answer not before I've heard the cause. Neither interrupt men in the midst of their talk. Verse number 35, it says, Be willing to hear every Yathwali discourse, and let not the parables of understanding escape thee. 36, And if thou seest a man of understanding, get ye behind unto him, and let thy foot wear the steps of his door. 37. Let thy mind be upon the ordinance of Yahweh. Take continually in his commandments or Torah instructions. He, will, he shall establish thy mind and give thee wisdom at thy own desire. And why is this? Because we know that there is a history of the world past and the world present. But you have to remember, our history starts from our birth to our death. And those who fail to learn history 
correctly are soon to repeat it. These are those that fail. They're simply doomed in this world and the world to come. And we don't want to get that way because we want to follow that direction, which is straight. And that direction that is straight, it tells you in Second Esther which way to go. And when you don't go that way, what happens? In Second Esther chapter 7, reading verse 7 and verse number 8, 7 says, The entrance of therefore is narrow and set in a dangerous place to fall, like if there was fire on the right hand and on the left, deep water. Eight, and only one path between them both, even between the fire and the water, so small that there could only one man go there at once. So everybody don't get saved at one time. You have to do your righteous work. You're measured by the works that you do. And there's a precept to that verse in Matthew, chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. In verse 13, it says, Any at the straight gate, for wide is the gate that narrows the way, that leadeth to destruction, and many there be go in there thereat. 14, for straight is the gate and narrows the way, which leadeth unto life, few there be that find. But when you don't have any guidance, to tell you or show you the right way to go, you can often fall into a problem. And you can believe Satan is waiting for you. He's waiting for you with smiling hands. And he's going to deceive you and make you think he's the righteous one himself. But when you get there, you're going to find out it ain't that way. Because you find all these things that a teacher, he can't learn from a student. He's the one doing the teaching because he's giving wise counsel to those that need to understand. And the teacher having knowledge, he even gains more experience by teaching. However, a student can learn from wise counsel. Those are the ones that listen, having big ears and little mouth, and possibly one day learning to teach themselves. And this shows well in all the six camps that teach the word of Yahweh. All of us out there listening came to hear things that most of us can hear, and some listening never understand. But Yahweh's ministry makes all this misunderstanding very possible. We have most that came to see things in the Bible through proper teaching that some looking can never find. These are the misinformed. They can do none of these things that we do in Yahweh's ministry. This is why the word of Yahweh that is taught makes all this and more possible for the righteous. And you see the key word? That key word is the righteous. Because we have to be aware by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts, we're given the knowledge to know we have those out there that camouflage their evil or confused teachings and using overly loud bump the doms contests for their method of righteous learning and even using the Bible scriptures for verbal weapons against those that us that know. Because we have to remember the best is already here. We're just waiting for the rest to come. And that's true. So this is one of the reasons why we remind you that the non-righteous job is to lead you astray. Like a man that I spoke of before that tried to lead the elder astray. 
But his understanding was confused and lost. This is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of loud bumper gums for righteous learning and mistaught Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry that comes to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yahweh's word, which we've always and most of the time been questioned about that. How can you guys get this much information out of this one book? And it comes from the next in the books. Your hope. Foods that you should eat and keep in the Sabbath days. We do all this because you have not. And it's the information that you have came to seek during dire times. And you have now found it in the voices of the true Israelites, Travel God down. We're opening to you for this information from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, we do have a Sabbath class, and the talk about the Sabbath starts Friday. That time starts at 7.30 to 10.30, and the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. There's a temple class that starts at 12 p.m., an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address to use this. Open up any search engine on any one of your smart devices. Go right on the search line, type tribeyada.com. That's T-R-I-B-E-Y-H-D-H.com. And after you click on that, just under the big line, you will see some choices. One will be tithes and offerings. To use this, step one, click donate with PayPal. Step two, click send. There's also a message if you'd like to add one after you send the amount that you'd like. And may God bless you. Doing this, remember what it says in the book of Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7 and verse number 8. 7 says, give unto the Yahweh, kindness of the people. Give unto the Yahweh, glory and strength. Given to the Yahweh, glory do unto his name, bring an offering, and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And also, donations is greatly appreciated. That's given to this ministry, that's mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30. And once again, it's mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry going, you just says, Yahweh Allah. Also, for building a school, which is very well needed with all the bad teaching that's going around today. A banquet hall for the gathering of our members. Radio station where we can be heard worldwide. And the health foods that we continue to speak of on this program, Hallelujah Yahweh. Also, while there, we even have a calendar. Check out that calendar. It will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with Bible feast days to come to you and your friends throughout the year. Also, we have a live program, which is a feature that's available during our broadcast time. And to use this on any search line, type Yahua Radio Live on your cell phone, your computer, and even now your smartwatch. 
Once you get there, look for Voices of the Chiselite, Strive of Yada, and click the red live button as soon as it appears, it'll put you right into our live online broadcast. Also, we have a few numbers that you can call with the alkaline mind. The first is our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This is our international number where you can call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by anyone with six of my accounts with Alkwise Ministry. But also, in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, you'll only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling that same number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact the seer via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC. The New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, answered many memos, and even now in addition, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. And that's besides getting our program set before broadcast. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back. As I said, unless you call trying to teach, you will only hear a discouraging dot tone. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, you can always catch our entire show at 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. The program time will be repeated at 10.30. To do this on any smart device on the search line, in the three words, Yawa Radio Live. And when you click enter, look for Voices of the Trizalites, Tribe of Yadam. At that point, you can choose the program that you are late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. Another good note, during our normal broadcast broadcast, you'll find we're also simultaneously transmitting our information on Talk, which can be logged in by your phone, tablet, or computer, even nowadays your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Talk app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for the prices of the Trizalites, Tribe of Yadah. The room will hold 50 or more listening participants where Yahweh's work will also be working through Bible education. And online there to answer those on the table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be the elder Mr. Tibbs Israel along with the Seer Israel writing and shotgun. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And if Broad Talk ends before teaching time, we will continue our teaching on Pal Talk. Yahweh will be with you all. But one point I usually give as a reminding note. When we're given those scriptures to speak by the seer, remember to be quick to hear and slow to speak so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners on this program that came to listen to the righteous words of Yahweh. So we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can be backed up by the Bible, but to make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. Because we find out, 
in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse number 7. It says, there's a time to rent and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak. And our time to speak comes now when we turn the program back over to our seer Israel and say, hallelujah, yakwah. All right, hallelujah. Well, I don't um, have that um, pep talk going. I'm always behind everything, so um, you get a minute, you uh, get that old, get that cranked up. Get that cranked up there, Elder. Lift the kid. All right. Now we left off on a lot of good stuff yesterday, and the big dignitary did say. Um, See, you got your point across yesterday, and that and that's enough. But you know, you, I, I, I said again, you just you can't tell old Phil, and that's enough when we in the spirit of Yahweh, because a lot of information got this is time now for this stuff, this information to be revealed, especially on our health. I mean, we got three of our mothers, you know. Doc Cook got their hands on them real good. Uh, Mother D.F. Israel and Mother Esther and Mother Deborah. So Doc Cook got their hands on them real good. And and we got to be clear that we want to see all the mothers prepared to be ready to take care of Yaqua's business. But one thing about it, to teach it, you got to live it. See, we... We have to be clear that we got to know that we are different. We have a different makeup because Yahweh specifically gave us a specific diet that we must consume. And once we understand these things, once we deviate off of the diet that he gave us in the Bible, we start eating a lot of other foods that's going to cause us to have these problems that we have now, high blood pressure, diabetes, all type of problems in our bodies, and we can avoid that. I mean, you know, I mean, it's pretty hard to get that around all that bad eating, especially on them feast days. But you gotta know how to get rid of that stuff. But you know, on them feast days when you when you start eating all this um, food that's not good for you, you gotta know how to get rid of that stuff out your body. You know, but you know, it's just like um. Eat them up and drink them up on the feast days. But after the feast days, you know, you don't drink, you know, even more drink them up. You know, you do that because Yahweh, he was called a wine dibble. He enjoyed his feast days, and we do the same thing. You know, we got one coming up in about three weeks, a feast coming up in about three weeks. I mean, the world ain't going to tell you about it, but we're going to tell you about it. It's a feast that coming up in about three weeks. We'll probably talk about that, but. But like I say again, I'm concentrating on the mothers right now to really kind of uh, go back to what is said in his book. We want to see these mothers standing tall to lead these young ladies to come, you know, make sure they're clear about how to stand tall and how to love their husbands and how to put the right stuff in their belly. But you got to know who you are. That's, you got to know who you are. And you got to know one thing. If you got kidney disease, 
if you got a liver problem, high blood pressure, there's certain things you have to eat to start working with it. Remember, if you're dehydrated, if you're not drinking at least a half a gallon of spring, spring water, not the water that based upon they have tampered with, spring water, meat, that's the water, that's the water you need to flush out. And, if, and remember, you got to detox your body. You got to, if you really want to get rid of problems in your body, you have to put you 90 days consecutive on exercising. And you, you need, I mean, if you want to go for the win, go on a watermelon and corn diet. Just, but like I said, again, you're not going to get a watermelon now to make two or three months. You know, because uh, that's why we got to get our own trucks. But we can go out there, meet them at the state line, and bring the watermelons back in. Because watermelons, it pulls off the toxins out your body. The corn is a blood purifier. It'll strengthen your immune system up. So if you can go 90 days by just, you know, you know, a little dip and dab in between, you know. But specifically eating watermelon and corn, the corn from heaven. And um matter of fact that corn, a a young line of Brother Titus, that, that corn is uh is called angel food. Find, give me that verse. Find that verse from that young line when we bring you on. And because um, that corn is angel food. All the angels eat corn. So when he but you know what kind of corn to get? The standing corn, not the kind in the can. You tuck it in last night lesson. So you got to build your immune system up. But if you want to go for the win, if you want to put Doc Cook in your rearview mirror, 90 days of eating green food, watermelon, and corn, that's how you detox and build your and build your immune system up and pull all the garbage off of your uh, your um problems in your body. Because Doc Cook can only you know, he's gonna tell you all, all he's gonna tell you about is a machine called a dialysis machine. And so you got a liver problem and you got uh problem in your body, all they gonna do point you to a machine. But we trying to tell you you gotta clean that off. You clean clean your system out. You gotta clean your system out, and you're not gonna do it no other way, but leaving the king's meat alone for 90 days. And once you leave it off for 90 days, you say, "Well, shoot, I feel so good now. Why should I go back and eat stuff messing around the king's meat? The king's meat is something that the children of Israel never had. They, it's nowhere in the Bible." The children of Israel ever had chicken, cow, or hog. Nowhere in the Bible, the children of Israel had chicken, cow, or hog. In the 17th chapter, verse 2, it tell you exactly the three special meats that the children of Israel ate in Leviticus 17, verse 2. It tells you three meats. That was they diet, but in the same token, they seed that meat. That means the, the meat that had blood in it, 
They had a hot pot, according to 24th chapter of Ezekiel. They had a scalding hot pot. They put the choice meat in that pot and pulled all that garbage up out of it. The scum, the fat, the blood. They got all that stuff up first. Then they cooked it, baked it, and fried it. See? You got to get the garbage out of your meat. Now, you know when you go to these restaurants, you're not getting no garbage out of your meat. They, they, they give you the same thing they do when you go to hospitals. You want to give you, they give you pills that is designed for European men and say, well, this is what they have and we'll get after you. But see, what you don't understand that you've been, you different. You can't give the children of Israel the same thing you give Europeans male and female. See, they only know one way to treat you. And they don't give you what makes them feel good. They might two pills, but you might need five pills. But since they don't since you don't know who you are, they'll look at the chart and say, this is what we give our people, so we'll give it to you. And that's why we got the problem we got today. Um a long, long life living people, they now is dying out now before they can get their Social Security checks now. Before they get about four or five good licks of, then they next you know they on, they ready to get up out of here. See it? Why? Because of what you, your intake, you got to stop eating the king's meat. See? You got, listen to yesterday's take, tie that in, yesterday's take. And we'll leave it like it is, and um, we'll get something going on. But like I said, again, I'm pulling for the mothers to be ready to stand tall to help these young ladies when they get these young husbands, they know what to put in them, but they won't always be always with these problems in the body. But the mothers got to lead by example. Don't let that dairy product, don't let the meat that's contrary to your body, take you out because you're not going to be able to help nobody else unless you unless you help yourself. You got to help yourself. You got to respect yourself first. So I'm pulling for you, mothers. Mother D up Israel. Mother Esther and Mother Deborah. All in the hands of Doc Cook right now. See? I'm pulling for you. Have them grandbabies to bring you some blueberries. Apples and grapes and some spring water. Then remind them to sit in the chair and move your body around. Exercise. Do something. Shake that blood up because some blood clogs will get in you. Some blood clogs will stop you up. And then again, the doc, you know, some blood clogs. You know, the blood clogs call you because you clogged up. Do you want to be unclogged? Okay. Blueberries, apples, and grapes. That's what you need before they go and get you anything else. And that right there, all that, when you do the research on all three of them, the blueberries, the apples, and the grapes, it'll show you soundly that this right here empties your kidneys out. It, it detoxes your, cleans, it cleans your kidneys. 
because the machines get a hold to you, they're going to do more than just clean your kidney. You put a time bomb on you, a ticking time bomb on you. We put it for your mothers, and our prayers from all six camps is with you. But we got to change our diet. We must change our intake. We got to leave the beans, rice, and spaghetti. Chinese food, we must leave it alone. Now say it on that. So I see who all is coming on stage. The young lion come on stage. Let's see his young lion prepared to hold that microphone. Let's see if we meet the young lion, one of them up and coming teachers out of Camp One. Um, Brother Titus, Israel. Y'all quite bitch that scene right here. Y'all quite bless you there. Here, Israel of C. Roy. Hallelujah, quite. Hallelujah, quite there, um, young lion. Did you find an old verse for old Sarah about the angel food there, young lion? You got the verse. Hallelujah. You got it. Uh, what, what verse did you go, go ahead and read that, read that before we have thy elder, Prince of Luke 12, 12. Read that verse, uh, young lion. Call it out for the national audience and read that verse with there because, see, the coin is a blood purifier. You walk around with a lot of masses on you, be all sick people. The blood, I mean, the corn is a blood purifier. It, it builds your immune system up. Get a big belly for the corn. Why so? Who, who works the corn that we can read? Uh, what's the evidence on it, uh, young lion? Come on. Book of Psalms, chapter 78, verse 25. Man did eat angels' food. He sent the meat to the fool. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, what angel food did they eat? Bag up one verse. And what angel food was they eating? Now? Bag up one verse there, young man. Bag up one verse. What, what angel food was they eating? Bag up one verse there, young man. Verse 24. And had rained down manna upon them to eat. And had given them of the corn of heaven. Mm-hmm. The corn came from where? Where the corn come from? From your line? Where that corn came from? Heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, now, give me a give me a precept on on it. On what kind of corn? Give me give me give me give me a good hit that young line on what kind of corn? Without using a Deuteronomy twenty three twenty five twenty two six of Exodus, give me another hit. Give me give me another hit on what kind of corn that they was consuming there without going to Exodus 22, verse 6, uh, 23, 25. Give me another verse there, young man. What you got? I'm going to the book of uh, the book of Joshua. Let's see what I'm okay. The book of Joshua. Uh-huh. It's there. Going to the book of Joshua. About the other hits on the standing corn, book of Joshua. Oh, okay. No, uh, don't use the word yet until you read it. Don't telegraph your your punch until you read it. Now. 
What kind of coin? You supposed, supposed to read the kind of coin we're talking about. So, of course, right now, we, you know, we um, we as a people, we go out there and we're going to look for coin that's, that's been uh, processed, moderated, uh, all type of stuff inside the can. What kind of coin that Joshua that led the 12 tribes of Israel and gave them land? What kind of coin are we talking about? And what verse there, young man? Okay. What are we working with, y'all, man? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, why are you looking for it, y'all? Yeah, I'm going to do it. You got it? I'm about to tell you that. I'm about to tell you that today at 260. So I'll find my okay. head. I'll get up. All right, good enough. Hey, Ella, Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. We'll get a young line time to find that verse in Joshua. He didn't call the hand about Joshua, so we'll give him time to find his verse. You put a Daniel 2.16 on it, and so it's a Daniel 2.16 on it, so we have to, that means give him time. So he said he called a hand called Joshua. We're going to give him time before the broadcast go off to give us um, uh, what kind of coin that you have to consume in your immune system. Luke. Chapter 12, verse 12. What does it say there, Mr. Tibbs? In the book of Luke, chapter 12, reading verse number 12, it says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you are to say. Excellent. The righteous spirit will teach us in that very same hour. Now, young lion, when you find your verse, give me a hallelujah. Well, I see a, they ever put a question mark to here. So um, let's find what this question mark is, is saying. We'll find what this question mark is about here to make sure. Um, y'all quite beat you that scene right. Okay. Well, we know one thing is, one of the members out of the six anointed camps that's um, got the question mark sign there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I got a, uh, before the young line bring that verse out, it, what do Isaiah tell us in 53, 5 down to verse 10? Elder, what do Isaiah 53 tell us 5 down to verse 10? What do he talking to those seer? And he says something to those seer to put it put it in writing in Isaiah fifty three verse five down to verse ten. Hey, Elder, Mr. Tip, what, what did he say? But this national and it's over nine hundred thousand strong on the international side needs to hear what you give it to deliver. In Isaiah fifty three five down to verse ten. What is that, Elder? In the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, reading the verses 5 to verse number 10, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions, sin. He was bruised for our anchors. The chastening of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone his own way. And the Yahweh 
laid upon him the entity of us all. Seven, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought up as a lamb to slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. Eight, he was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generations? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, and for the transgressions of my people he was stricken. Nine, and he made his grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Ten, Yea, it pleased the Yahweh to bruise him. He had put him to grief. When he, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Yahweh shall prosper in his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, read verse 8 and 9 again. I think, I think you're going to hit something on 8 and 9. Read verse 8 and 9 again. What eight and nine say again? Verse eight and verse nine. We're reading eight and nine. Verse number eight says, "He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generations? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, and for the trans." Hmm. Hello. 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 For the transgressions of my people was he stricken. Nine. And he was made his grave with the wicked and with one rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Hmm. There was no it, it was no it was no 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 deceit in his mouth, Elder. That that's big. Hey Elder, that's pretty big. So this what this guy is, he had no he had no deceit. In his mouth. That's that that's big talk with that other. Um I need a precept out of that one. He he had no deceit in his mouth. So whoever this guy is, I mean this this, this should be a guy we we need to wanna know. That he had no deceit in his mouth. And um I need to know a little bit more about this man, what this man you talking about right here. He had no guile in his mouth. I mean, this guy was a straight shooter, but um, I'm struggling again. I'm struggling right now. Elder, I'd like to know who this man is right here that had no guile in his mouth, and he was a straight shooter. And I like, I like, I like to know a little bit more about him that we can read. So, in when we read the book of. Um, First Peter, there. Elder, when we read the book of First Peter, it talks about this guy right here, and but um, I noticed that I'm struggling big time. And look at WCC left a message. Sir, are you gonna talk about John three sixteen? <laughs> <laughs> How long we got to wait? <laughs> How long you got to wait? I don't know how long you got to wait. We'll we'll get on John three sixteen, but right now, 
Uh, I'm struggling. Uh, Ayota, hey, young lion, I'm I'm struggling on a verse that um this guy over here that we that that we talking about, but I'm I'm over in Peter. I'm looking for a verse, but I'm struggling right now. Struggling for a verse that talks about he's um this guy over here. Peter talks about it. But I'm struggling right now. Okay. Can y'all help those see out? Because I'm struggling right now over in in, in the book of Peter. It talks about something about this guy over here. You know, I, I want to kind of just yeah, I, I want I want to talk about him. Was because he said there was no guile in him. I'm looking for a precept. So can y'all help the old see out about the same thing we're talking about? Because right now I'm struggling right now. Uh, First Peter chapter. Go ahead. First Peter chapter two. Yeah. Uh, twenty-one down to twenty-four. Verse twenty-one okay. to verse twenty-four. Okay, go ahead, go ahead and knock it out there, oh, young man. Oh, I'm struggling right now. That's what I like. See, I like, I, I, I like, I like that kind of action right there. Well, now being old Sid, he gets struggled on somebody. No, this man that, uh, hey, hey, read that verse again, verse eight and nine again, and fifty-three, verse eight and nine, and the young lion will come behind it. And then I want, I want to take another look at it after these two verses put together. Read that verse 8 and 9 again. Isaiah 53, verse 8 and 9, then a young lion will come behind it with, uh, and start getting us suspicious on who we're talking about. What is it saying, verse 8 and 9 again, Ayo? Okay, in the book of Isaiah, that was 53, reading verse 8 and 9. 8 says, He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people was he stricken. Nine. And he made his grave with the wicked, and with the rich his, in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. There was no deceit in his mouth, but he but he done all this for what again else? It seems like it's a word that it's the fall in me, but it's a word that he he done it for for who peoples. It's something about a it's a word in there. I'm trying to ease on in there. There's a word in there that I, I just didn't hear. I just didn't hear where I can really kind of take a look at it. And that verse number eight and nine, he said he was um. The transgression of my peoples was he stricken. So he done this he done this goodwill for my peoples. My peoples. That's big talk of death. So what he's saying, what you just got through reading this was done. He he, you know, looking at Oruba, Oruba, Oruba. He he don't got happy over there. So look at it. What you wait? Some at Oruba. Look at Oruba. Hold on for a minute, Oruba. A big Oruba over there. 
He wants it. He wants to holler in the microphone. Now, this is a big verse here, Elder. This is a big verse. It says, for the transgression of my people's was he stricken for my people. Now, this somebody telling this somebody telling Isaiah this now. Understand this verse right here. Some, is somebody telling Isaiah this for the transgression of my people's? That's why he was remember. Isaiah is receiving this. Isaiah is a secretary. So he write down exactly what somebody's saying to him. And that's big talk with him. Now, we're going to explore that a little bit later. But that's what I want to throw on the table. Now, he went through all this for the transgression of my people's was he stricken. And that's big person. There. What you got there, young line? All right, I got the uh, chief speaker of the nation of Israel, First Peter chapter two. All right, I'm gonna pick it up at verse twenty-one. Read down, First Peter chapter two, verse twenty-one. For even here too were ye called, because y'all brought a son also suffer for us, leaving us an example that that you should follow his steps. Verse twenty-two. Who did no sin, neither was Gal found in his mouth. Verse 23. Who, when he was revived, revived not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Verse 24. Who, who his own self, bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you are healed. Boom. Whose stripes we are healed. Now this, now, this is big talk here. You mean, this is talked about in 700 B.C.? So Peter had to pull this from that verse. So, pull, so Peter pulled this from that verse. And he also said, some big talk here, y'all learn. What did he say again in verse 24? Chief speaker of the nation of Israel, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Who his own self bear our sin and his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we are here. Ah. That, 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 that's pronounced. We got to find out more about this man right here. So whoever this man is, I'd like to find out who this man done all this for me. And I don't know about it. He's done all this good stuff for me. Now, um, you said you got my, you got the standing corn there, uh, young line. I mean, you got the corn. I don't know what kind of corn they eat. You know, but now can you, come on, give me that corn now there. Young line, I ain't forgot about it. But that corn is about again now. I'm going to book, it's in Book of Judges, chapter 15. The Book of Judges, chapter 15, verse 5. And when he had set the beds on fire, he let them go into the standing corn. Oh, uh, what kind of corn? Standing corn. So the kind of corn, look, 
if you want to eliminate, if you really, really, if you really want to go for the win, if you really want to go for the win, tired of got doctors all on your speed dial, and especially if you're in a position to help others, starve yourself. You know, you you got to you you got to have a nice bushel of blueberries, apples, and grapes. You got to at least drink a, you got to at least drink a half a gallon of spring water, not water they um, put their little fix on. Spring water, you know. Yeah, if you do this, you do this about if you if you do this, we talked about it. You know, you can get a good sign of after ten days. But if you really want to just get rid of the problems in your body, you don't want to be having high blood pressure diabetes, cancer cells problem, if you do the whole 90 days, you'll be surprised how your body will clear up all the stuff that's been causing you problems, diabetes, cancer cells, all that stuff be cleared up in 90 days. So you look at 90 days from the time you start going on your watermelon and corn diet. You go on that and you clean you clean you clean out all that stuff that's been built up on your kidneys, your lungs, get your blood flowing right, you've been detox your body. Then from the from that point on, you be able to help others by standing as an example. You got that? Because we are a people we don't know who we are. Now, what, what do we say in, in Titus and Thomas, verse 3, young man? Listen, the Almighty, the Almighty told Thomas, you know, doubting Thomas in the 20, 21st chapter, somewhere around 20 chapter. He said, doubting Thomas, you know, you, they're going to call you doubting Thomas for some reason. But I want you to put something in the book. I want you to put something in your book. Now, somebody's going to bring up every now and then. But listen to what he said in verse 3. Hey, a young man, what it said in Thomas, verse 3? The gospel, the book of Thomas. Verse 3. That's why the son said, If those who lead you say to you, Lo, the kingdom is in heaven. The birds of heaven will precede you. If they say to you, It is in the sea. Then the fish will besiege you. Rather, the kingdom is within you and outside you. When you know yourself, then you will be known. You will know that you are the sons and daughters of the living Father. But if you do not know yourself, then you are in poverty, and you yourself are the poverty. He said, if you don't know yourself, and that's why you got to know that this man right here that we're just reading about, you got to know about this man that done all this thing for his peoples. He done all this for, he said, he'll tell the Isaiah, i done this for my peoples. That's what he said. I got my back beat. I got my beard pulled on. They kicked me in the rear in four or five licks. You know? He said, I've done this for my peoples. See, that's big talk with them. See, that's big talk what we're hearing now, but we need to know 
more about this God that's done for his people. Who is this God? They got no God in his mouth. It was prophesied in 700 B.C. And no God in his mouth. And he done it for his people. He said, I took this thing. Um, young lion, look what he said in the 50th chapter, what he did for his people. He said, look what he said. He's telling Isaiah, the angel came down to tell he was speaking for, now look, look, look at what he said. Where was the angel speaking for him at? Well, WCC, World Council of Churches, uh, AL, uh, help, help, those, help those see out for a minute in the 23rd chapter of Exodus. When the angels come down, they don't come down uh, on their own. Elder, Mr. Tibbs, when the angels come down, let's talk about it. Let's see what he says in Exodus 23 for the World Council of Churches. Let's take care of him real quick. Cause I see now they they want to send a bunch of messages, and we're going to get on John 3.16. We might get on it tonight. Might? No, it depends. Uh, Exodus 23, Elder. What it says, we can read in verse 20 down to verse 22. Exodus 23, verse 20. 23. What's that, Al? Okay, I think you heard. I think you said 20 to 23. I think you threw another one in there, if I'm not mistaken. So we're mm-hmm. looking at the book of Exodus, chapter 23, reading 20 to 23. No, take it out. 22. 22, uh, good enough. You can stop it at 22. Okay, 20 to 22. Mm-hmm. 20 says, Behold, I send a minister of the Spirit before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. 21. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgression. For my name is in him. 22. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies, and an adversary unto thine adversaries. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What did he say again? And what did he just say? He said, "I'm a fit angel before you." I, I, I got that part, but he said something that's we need me to emphasize a little bit better in verse 22. Read that again in verse 22. One two says, but if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. Uh-huh. Let, me, let, me, let me see how I emphasize this again. Verse 22, but if thou shalt indeed obey his voice, come up to the angel, and mm-hmm. do all that I that. So you got to do all that. So he's the one speaking straight through that angel. So that angel, so the yeah, Almighty is speaking through that angel. See, you're looking at the angels just like when you look at the old seer. You think the old seer be doing his own thing. No, I don't. Yahweh be speaking through me to show you 
what you need to do to help yourself to get on your feet. Because that's that's the key right there. He don't change it. He don't change how he works. Because he makes it plain, uh, young line in Luke 1, verse 70. He makes it plain. See, he makes it plain how he operates. It just We just believe that somebody else is, no, he makes it plain how he operates. You just got to know how to preach up your Bible. Luke chapter 1, verse 70. What say that, young line? Go on to the book of Luke chapter 1. Verse 7, Luke chapter 1, verse 7, and it reads, As he spake by the mouth of his righteous seers, which have been since the world began. So that's how he speaks. He speaks by his righteous seers since the world began. That's how he operates. He'll put the word in the angel, and the angel put in the seer, and the seer put it into the elders order of things, and that's one of the greatest mysteries. See, once you understand how he operates and who operates, then you understand exactly how to get in line for salvation to be on the on the road of being saved. Until you understand who this man is and get your prayers right according to yesterday's tape. Y'all get your prayers right. And yesterday, take and tell you exactly how you're supposed to pray. So you got to get all this together. You got to know who you're praying to. You got to know who you're praying to. You got to you got to know um um John Lyon, uh Genesis. I mean uh Galatians three one. Look 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 what he says in Galatians three one. What he say that we can read. Go on to the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 1. Go on to the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 1. Galatians, chapter 3, verse 1, read. O foolish Galatians, who have been with you, that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes your father's son had been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Mm-hmm. See, he called the Galatians. Them was another branch of Israelites that was scattered. Well, he, he asked the question, who have been with you? What happened? Why you don't know? Why you why you don't know uh, what this big dignitary know now that you don't know? Why you why you don't know this right here? Why you don't well, know your this first job uh, working as an intern with yes. Will Smith? Yes. You say to them, yeah. look. I have to have the Sabbath yes. off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. and You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say... Look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Now, this big dignitary, Oprah, she's a billionaire. And all her life she's been going to the Christian Baptist church and on the wrong day. On the wrong day. All have been paying up tax, free will off, and donations. And she's and, uh, she been doing a uh, 
Um, what can we say she be doing? Young line, uh, fifty-five, one, two, three. She be doing a fifty-five, one, two, three of Isaiah. What she been doing, young line? Going to the book Isaiah to see it, chapter fifty-five, verse one to three. Isaiah to see it, chapter fifty-five, verse one. Ho, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the water. And ye that have no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Verse 2. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, for your labors for that which satisfy it not? Hearken dizzily unto me, and eat ye that which is good. And let your soul delight itself in fatness. Verse 3. Acline your ear and come unto me here, and your soul should live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Mm-hmm. So you see that? So you see you saying? What are you saying in verse 6? Look at what you do in verse 6. Verse 6. Seek ye Yahweh, while ye may be found. Call ye upon him, while he is near. So you, so you see what you're saying? He's telling you what to do. You've been spending your money for that with my bread. He says, seek you some four-letter man, while he may be found. Call upon him, on him, while he is near. You see, he's saying, give me, give me, um, y'all learn, give me the book of Amos. Let me go to the book of Amos for a minute. So he kind of contains that what we got to do, and we got to understand, is we doing what he tells us to do? When you're worshiping Yaquah or going to the meeting place, it's supposed to be Friday night, Saturday night. That's that is the place where you're supposed to be in a ministry if you're worshiping him. If you're going on Sunday, long day, you're not worshiping him. You spend your money with that, but that was not bread. And you're giving tithes, free will offering, donations. It's like putting your money off in a hot furnace, burning it up. Because he's because he going to tell you plainly in the seventh chapter, verse 21, we're not reading in Matthew, I never knew you. I told you what day it was for me, huh? But you, but you is looking at the world scene. The world scene do Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. That's the world. That's like the Bible. You might lead the Bible at home. If you if you going to worship on Sunday, you might lead the Bible at home. What is it? What you got the Bible for? Hmm. What for? Now, in the book of um, Young Man. The book of Amos. Look what it says in verse number one. Five one. Then it skips down to four and six. Four, six, and fourteen. Four, six, and fourteen. Look what it says in Amos chapter 5, 1, verse 4, 6, and 14. Look, look what he said here. Come on, that young line. The book of Amos, the seer, chapter 5, verse 1, verse 4, 6, and verse 14. 
Amos chapter 5, verse 1. Read. He did words which I take up against you, even in lamentation. O family of Israel, 12 tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. O family of Israel, the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Verse 4. But thus said Yahweh unto the family of Israel, the Israelites, seeking me, and ye shall live. You hear a man saying, hold that, hold that point, hold that point. You see the man saying? The man is telling you, seek him, you got to seek him to live. See, you got to seek Yaqua. and how you find him is in his Bible. You got to seek him to live. Huh? Verse 6. Verse 6. Read. Seek Yahqua, and ye shall live, lest he break out like fire. As the family of Joseph, and devour it, and there be none to quench it in Bethel. Now, Joseph is, is the head of the ten northern tribes. You know, uh, the ten northern tribes is one you call today the Spanish, the Puerto Ricans, the Mexicans, the Cubans. He's telling you, hey, listen, who are you seeking? If you're seeking me on Sunday, wrong day, and if you're doing things contrary to my book, you're not seeking me. Sunday is the wrong day. He tells you northern kingdom right here. He says, seek me. Look what he said in verse 14. Verse 14. Amos to see chapter 5, verse 14. Seek good and not evil. That you may live. And so Yahweh, Yahweh's hope, should be with you as he has spoken. Now, you're the man saying, all right? Now, watch what he said in verse 26. Listen to what he said in verse 26. Verse 26. But ye have borne the tabernacle of your Mola and Chion. Your images, the star of your false Yahweh, which you have made to yourself. He said, he said, he said, you go to a place where they got images and stuff in there. You got, they got the images. They got idols. They got mm-hmm. statues and crosses and stuff. He said, you go on worse than me, where places got statues, images, crosses and stuff. He said, that ain't, that ain't. He said, I ain't on none of that. I'm telling you about my word. So listen, I'm asking you a question. That's on the internet side. When you go to worship, do you run into crosses or um, uh, big stones or big images all over the place? And, you know, do you do you run into that when you go worshiping? Well, if you're doing, you're in the wrong place. You should see you should see where you worship at. No statues and standing or laying down. He said, you should not see none of that, no images and none like that. You both be coming to receive the word and to be the help in the word. But all you see is a bunch of statues and images and stuff like that. He said, um, no. He said, that's the star of Moloch. That's their images. See, so you got to be, so you, you know, that's why we be saying you got to seek him. And he tell you what you're doing. So now examine yourself. 
Are you keeping the right day? Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, or are you doing something totally different? Or is you just seeking him? Um Hey, what do we say in First John four verse two? Do you know on the right side of the book he told beloved to put this in in the book in First John four verse two? He he told to put this this put this in the book. First John on the right side of the book four verse two. What is that? In the book of First John chapter four, reading verse number two says, "Hereby." Know ye the spirit of the Yahweh, that's that Yahweh the Son is come in the flesh, is of Yahweh. Hereby we know him, because Yahweh came in the what? When he came in, elder, he came in the what? Came in the flesh. He came in what flesh? What flesh? The flesh he said he came of in the Yaqua. flesh. Yeah, what flesh did he come in? Hey, listen. They said, seek him. So we, we so they saying, seek the Yaquah that came in the flesh. But what flesh? What flesh did he come in? What's in your mind? What's in your mind? What flesh did he come in that we can read? What, what's the evidence of the flesh that he came in? Keep that in your mind. I ain't through it there yet. Hey, let's go back to the third chapter of Exodus. I don't need to get a precept on that when you see when the angel came to the seers, it was the angel running them out, but it really wasn't they running them out. They was like the third chapter of Exodus, but I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with that that flesh he came in. And and Exodus chapter three, Elder, Exodus chapter three. Um, Moses um, said he got to go peep at something. So Moses says, third chapter, verse 1, and this is another word for Mount Sinai was Mount Horeb. And Moses was, was um, destiny for this right here. 3 1, Elder, 3 a little bit. Let's go to 3 1. Let's read a little bit about this Moses. Okay, in the book of Exodus, looking at chapter 3, starting at verse number 1. One says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of Yahweh, even to Horeb. Two, and the minister spirit of the Yahweh appeared unto him in a flame of fire, out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Three, and Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. Four, and when the Yahweh saw that he turned aside to see, Yahweh called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Five. Wait a minute, and he said, wait a minute, according to verse one, I mean, according to verse two, um, who in the bush? 
Who is, who is in the bush in verse 2? The angel of the Yaqua appeared. Oh, so the angel. That's Yaqua. the one in the bush. That's the one he seen was the angel. He seen the angel in the bush. But when the, and then when Moses when when the angel uh when Moses uh attention span peeked at the bush and verse four and when Yahweh saw that he turned aside to see, Yahweh called him out of the midst of the bush. Wait a minute. I saw the angels in the bush. Yes. That meant one thing. You seen the angel, Moses, but that was Yahweh speaking through his mouth. That was all speaking through his mouth. So you understand something. Yahweh speak through the mouth of the righteous. And he speak through the mouth of the seers. And so you got to understand something. You got to know what to believe. Believe the Bible. When Yahweh got something to say, he speak through the mouth of the seers. Huh? And he tell you in Second Chronicles, uh, Young Lion 20, verse 20, the benefit of it. See, once you understand this thing, then you will uh, pay the seal to mind and not, no, never mind. When this man got something to say, this is how he rolled. And Malachi 360 tells you, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. He came back in 13, verse 8 in Hebrew, said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. So if you want to know how he, how he has spoken, you get ready to read it and tell you the benefit of it if you take heed to it. Second Chronicles twenty twenty. What's that in your line? Book of Second Chronicles chapter twenty, verse twenty. Read. And they rose early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, "Hear me, O Yadah Judah, O inhabitants of Judah." Believe in Yahweh, your Yahweh, so shall ye be established. Believe in fear, so shall ye prosper. You see, so he, he, you know what saying? He tell you what to believe. Well, I don't know what to believe now. But then he tell you in the Bible what to believe. 1515 of Acts. Now on the right side of the book, the big dignitaries, they pull, it, they pull that verse from there, and they rehearse the right to that, according to Judges 511. They rehearsed it in fifteen fifteen of Acts. What say else? A young line. A young line, what it saying in Acts fifteen fifteen. The book of Acts fifteen fifteen. Read. And this and to this degree, the words of the seers, as it is written. So we 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 so confused and we don't know what to believe, you know, he trying to tell you. Listen. Why don't you believe the fear? What kind of way? As is written. If they show you the verse, is what he's saying, and it's so plain, but that means you got to give up something that you've been taught. You got to give it up. You got a 1434. See, you got, look at all the degrees you got on the wall. You got a second Ezra 1434 here. Now listen, those that got all the degrees by going to all these institutions, guess what you got to do according to the Bible when the angel come down to the seer? He came down to the seer. He said, put this in right. Tell them what they got to do. 
and 1434. What is that on your line? The book of 2nd Ezra, the Seer, chapter 14, verse 34. Therefore, it's so big that you will subdue your own understanding and reform your mind, and ye shall be kept alive, and after death ye shall obtain mercy. Mm-hmm. So you see, you think you got to get rid of all that you have put your sweat and tears on. You got to get rid of all that. All the degrees you got, put them aside from them. Because it's not going to hold up the Bible. The only, only, only way your, your degree will work for you, you got to talk with no book overs. That's the only way it works. Because anybody got a degree and, and they got a book in their hand, it's not going to work. They're going to be thumbing all over the place. It's not going to work. Now, he said, what do you believe? You got to believe in this man. Now, folks, do you know this man was prophesied in 18 chapters? You go online. This man was prophesied. He was told by Moses about this man. In the 18 chapters on the right side of the book, he was prophesied about this man. It was some said about this man in the 18th chapter. Then we just going to find out exactly what Moses is saying and, you, and just pay attention. Take notes. In the 18th chapter of Deuteronomy, it was prophesied about this man in 17 out of verse 19. Let's talk about it, young lion. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 17 out of verse 19. Listen to this right here. We're going to the fifth book of the law, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verse 17 to 19. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verse 17, read. And Yahweh said unto me, they have well spoken that which they have spoken. Verse 18, I will raise them up a seer from among your brethren, like unto me, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I should command him. 19. Verse 19, and this shall come to pass that whosoever will not listen unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, are we requited of by him? Wait a minute. Now, you see what, what was informed to the children of the book? He says in verse 18, I will raise them, the children of Israel, the Israelites, up a seer, up a seer from among their brethren. So the one that he's going to raise up, he will be among their brethren. This is what he's going to raise what? up. See, now see, that's big talk with him. He said, I'll tell you what, Moses, put it in right. I will raise up a seer among the brethren. Now, Elder, what do we say in 25 verse 40? What do we say in Matthew 25 verse 40, Elder? See, this is big, this is big business. So, Things you have to know to help yourself to help others. 
He said, I'm going to raise up a seal, but the seal will come out of the brothers of the children of Israel, the Israelites. And look what he says in 25 verse 40. Look what this man said that they ever read in 25 verse 40, Matthew. What did he say? Book of Matthew, chapter 25, reading verse number 40, says, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. You hear he said? The king going to say, You are what my brethren, the least of them, he said, just like whooping me. Mm-hmm. If I go inside my brother's head and beat their back, it's just like you beat my back. Is that what we're reading, Elder? Elder, is that what we're reading? Hallelujah. So every time, you, every time you beat the back of his brother's, he said, what did he say again, Elder? What did he say again, Elder? Every time you Put him on a pole. Anytime you do this justice to his, to his brother, what he said again, a little more audio and 25 verse 40. Read again, Elder. 40 says, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brothers, ye have done it. Unto me. Do uh y'all mind uh, Elder, y'all y'all want y'all want y'all wanna for the national audience to understand what that what what he's saying in red. What is he saying in red for the national audience? Y'all want the national audience to understand what he's saying in red. He's saying something in red, remember it, we would read the Bible, if it's in red, that's him talking. Who wanna break y'all down five verse number forty? What is he saying in five forty? Uh, just like uh, you got brothers and sisters at home, uh-huh. and somebody outside do something to one of them. If you do it to uh-huh. one of them, it's just like you've done it to me. Oh, oh, hmm. that's plain. That's plain, Hill. That's exactly right. You know, you're sitting around having a meal, and one of your siblings come in and got they got and they kind of sweating and got the nose of. Uh, Bleeding a little bit, and everybody stopped and said, "What happened to you?" Uh, Johnny, you were outside. He beat me up real good. What do everybody in the house do? Hey, Elder, what do everybody in the house do? If Johnny outside, what do they do, Elder? Well, I'm quite sure most have seen this before. Show me where he at, and the whole house get empty. Everybody went outside to get their lick in. You see that? Now you see, you see what the man saying. So get what the man is saying. The man is saying, "I'm gonna raise up a seal among their brothers, like unto thee. He gonna be like unto thee. He gonna be like unto you, children of Israel." And he said, "When he listen, and when you beat up these peoples called the children of Israel." It's just like you beat me up. Now, 
That big talking saying. Now, who did he raise up? And he said, the king said that. Did you read that in 5, uh, 25, 40? You said a king said that, the elder? Did you, did, did you read the king? The king? Yeah, Israel. 
going to tell you about something. He got, a, he got something else on him that the young lion getting ready to read in um, 145 to 47. You'll leave 48 out the way. Just give me 145 to 47. He said, the king of Israel, and something else about him, according to the Bible, that we need to know, 145 to 147. What's that, young lion? Beloved John. Chapter 1, verse 45 to 47. Verse 45 reads, Philip found in Nathaniel, and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the seers did write, Yahweh the son of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Verse 46. And Nathaniel said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Verse 47. Thou part of son saw Nathaniel coming to him. Instead of him, behold, an Israelite indeed, of whom is no God. What, what, what is um, our king of Israel? He's a who? An Israelite indeed. Indeed. With no God. So you see, okay. the king we both be praying to, we both be praying to the king of Israel, the Israelite. The eyewitness called our king our Israelite. You see that? See, you see what our king is? Our king is an Israelite. So our king is an Israelite. He's not a Jew. He's not a Hebrew. The eyewitness said the king, that our king, the king of Israel, is a Israelite. That's what he said. And, and what tribe did our king come down through? He had 18 nations to, to um, come down. Micah chapter 5, 1, 2, and 3, young lion. See, do, do we, when we plan... Do we do we pray to the king of Israel, the Israelite? When you praying, uh, that's a question. When you praying, do you pray to for deliverance? Do you pray for the king Israel, the Israelite? Do you, when you praying, do you do that? Huh? Well, you thought that's who he is. Did he had? He had a choice. His father sent him down. His father sent him down. Look, you got to go down to earth. I want you to save my people. That's what I want you to do. So he had 18 nations to look down to. Let's see what he told the seer when he, when he coming, what nation he want to come, what tribe. Because we know he's an Israelite. And we know the Israelite is According to 49 of uh, 28, Elder, how many is the Israelite tribe, Elder, 49, 28 of Genesis? How many? So now, this, now you got to understand something. He's going to do something. So we know he's coming as an Israelite. That's true. How many do we get the evidence of the Israelites? How many are they? 49, 28, Elder. Of Genesis, how many that we can read for the evidence? 
In the book of Genesis, in the book of Genesis, chapter 49, reading verse 28 says, all these are the 12 tribes of Israel, and this is it, that their father thanked unto them and blessed them, and everyone according to his blessing, he blessed them. So when you talk Israel, you talk what elder? 12 tribes. 12 tribes of Israel. Well, that's right. So now, now, before we read, put a mark there, young line, because Paul, he had a came to that great big temple. He had the great big temple of the southern kingdom. And matter of fact, he wasn't there alone. Hell, he wasn't there alone in 13, Acts 13, 44. He wasn't he, he he wasn't there alone, Elder. He was at the great big temple to address him in the Acts thirteen. He put address the whole let's see what he get ready to address in the thirteenth chapter. And let's see what they're there for. We're gonna see what they're there for in Acts thirteen. Uh verse number forty four. Hey, hey, what it says in Acts 13, 44? In the book of Acts, reading chapter 13, verse number 44 says, And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of Yahweh. You see that? So, so the next Sabbath day, not Sunday, the next Sabbath day, how many came out? They are the quarter verse forty-four, and for what reason did they come out? What? Why? Why do you come out to here? Why do you come to the Sabbath day meetings anyway? According to verse forty-four, to hear the word of Yahweh. To hear the word of Yahweh. See, what you see, you're not coming. You're not coming to mind nothing else. Not to your left. Not, you both come to the Sabbath day for one reason. One reason only. To hear. The word of Yahweh. That's it. See, now you, you're working with something. You come to hear the word of Yahweh. Now, your line in Hebrews 7.14, let's see uh, what was said. What was said. Paul is dressing the Israelites. He's looking at them eyeball to eyeball in 7.14. And what did he say in 7.14? Now, there's all, there's all that in the word. So Paul's going to give him some words. Let's see, let's see what he says in verse 14, 714. What do he say that we can read in 714? Right, the book of Israelites, Ludovic Hebrew, chapter 7, verse 14. Verse 14 reads, But it is evident that our Yahweh sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. He says it's evidence that Yahweh the Son came out of the tribe of Judah. It's evidence. See, you, you know if you go in the court of law and they say, well, we got evidence against you, my man. You know what the chance is when I got evidence against you. I got my private detective agency up, and they brought evidence against you. See, you can't get around with the evidence. So it's evidence when the son came in the body, he came down 
and got into the bloodline of the children of Israel, the tribe of Judah. Did you did you know that the one that we be called on, he from the tribe of Judah? He says evidence on it. What you mean what that evidence said? We getting ready to read it. Uh, a lot of days we getting ready to read the evidence. We getting ready to read it. Now we're going to Micah and find here the evidence is. So you know when you, when you got the the evidence and you still kicking against the evidence, then you then you know your clock will start ticking on you. You gonna kick against the evidence? Here go the evidence that our Yahweh he came down and as an Israelite, the tribe of Judah, and he says evidence on it. Now, okay, let's let's go read the evidence. Five, Michael, one, two, and three. What does it say? The book of Micah the Seer, chapter five, verse one, two, and three. Micah the Seer, chapter five, verse one. Now gather yourselves in truth, all daughters of truth. He had laid siege against us. This is Mike, the judge of Israel, with the rod upon the cheek. Verse 2. And you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, don't you be a little among thousands of Judah, that of you, shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, who's going forth, have been from of old, from everlasting. Verse 3, therefore will, he give, therefore will he give them up until the time that she with Chavelle have brought forth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return unto the children of Israel, the Israelites. What do you mean he'll give, he'll give them up? He'll give them up for, what do you say again? He'll give them up for how long? Uh, young lion? What do you say again? Micah chapter 5, verse 3. Therefore will he give them up until the time that she with Chavelle have brought forth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return unto the children of Israel, the Israelites. Oh, so he said he'll give them up. What, 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 he, what is he going to be doing? He's going to have to give them up. Um, give me five fifteen of Hosea. He gonna give him up for how long? How long? What? What this supposed to mean? We gotta go ask another seal. What? What that mean? He gonna give him up for how long? Let's see what he says in five fifteen of Hosea. We're going to the book of Hosea to see it. Chapter five, verse fifteen. Hosea here, chapter 5, verse 15. I will go and return to my place until they acknowledge their office and seek my faith in their affliction. They will seek me early. Oh, you say, you say I'm going to go to my place. I'm just going to watch you until you what? seek his face. Until you seek the face, his face. I'm just going to watch you. And acknowledge your sin against me. I'm gonna go watch you. Yeah, well, I'm just gonna go and watch you until you seek my face. Then we say gonna do in Second Chronicles seven, 
Young Lion, 14 through 16. They found what else he said. Now, he said, oh, I'm just going to watch you. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to watch you. See, they, they got those, they got those, Miss, we is a very misunderstood people, and we very confused because we don't have the solid blueprint. He said, I'm going to watch you until you seek my face. That's what he just said. Now, he ought to have me, um, Exodus 5, verse 1, two headed is waiting on me, Elder. But let's, let's work with a little bit, young line. Let's see, say, you got to seek my face. Second Chronicles 7, 14 through 16. What do you say? The book of Second Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 14 to 16 reads. Second Chronicles, chapter 14, chapter 7, verse 14. If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Verse 15. Now my eyes should be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. Verse 16. But now have I chosen and sanctify this family, this nation, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my mind should be there perpetually. Mm-hmm. He said, he said, I'm going to go. What he said, he said, they're going to take my face. That what he said. That what he said. That what he said. Now, uh, we found out when Elder read in the 14, I mean, in 4 verse 2, that he came in the flesh. And I asked the question, what kind of flesh? Now, I'm going to find out what kind of, it's Israelite flesh. Now, what is what is that supposed to mean? And now we found he came down to the tribe of Judah. Look at his evidence. Look at his evidence is pounding up. Now, he came as a tribe of Judah. He came in Israelite flesh. Now, remember. This is a um, detected agency, biblical, godly. We're doing some investigation. We're doing investigation. What flush? We found out it was Israelite flush. What tribe? Was trail? Or which one? Judah. We found out all that information. We got all that information on the table. Now, we got to find out. What do Judah look like? Huh? Seek his face. What do Judah look like? 14 verse 2 of Jeremiah. What do it look like in line? Go to the book of Jeremiah to see it. Chapter 14, verse 2. Jeremiah to see it. Chapter 14, verse 2. Read. Judah morning. In the gates of our language, they are black. Unto the ground. They are what? Of Judah. They are what? They are black. They are black. Unto the ground. They black. So he, is you seeking his place? Now look, look, look at all this evidence we got. So when you're praying, do you be praying to a, to your mighty one with the image of the Bible? 
or you pray to him as the image of the world. The one of the Bible, he's an Israelite from the tribe of Judah, and he's black to the ground. Do that, is that the one you're praying to? Are you praying to a Middle Eastern-looking person? Which one are you doing? <laughs> Which one are you praying to? Jeremiah was writing in 14, verse 1, 2, and 8, there, young lion, and we see a, another young lion came on stage, and we're going to find out he's coming peacefully. And if he's coming peacefully, he's going to tell you about who all care the broadcast, and, and we're going to find out he's ready to hold the microphone too shortly. So now listen, when you're praying, do you pray to the one of the Bible, or do you pray to one that was uh, set up by the world? It, you got the Bible with you? Who do you pray to? Hmm? Look at saying Lamentation chapter 4, 1, 2, and verse 8. You're talking about the whole 12 tribes of Israel. They got a lot of controversy about the children of Israel. They got them as Middle Eastern peoples. But then when you read the Bible in Lamentation chapter 4, 1, and 2, the Almighty, he laid out plainly what they look like. And what you going to follow? You going to follow the Bible or put the Bible there? Or you going to keep on hollering about these Middle Eastern peoples? Lamentation 4, 1, 2, and 8. What is that, young lion? The book of Lamentation, chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, and verse 8. Lamentation, chapter 4, verse 1. Read. How is the gold become dead? How is the most fine gold changed? The stones. Of the sanctuary, temple, are pulled out in the top of every street. Verse 2. The present sons of Yadda Judah, comparable to fine gold. How are they esteemed as earthly pictures, the work of the hands of the potter? Verse 8. Their face is blacker than a coal. Their face. Is blacker than the cold. The children of Israel's face is blacker than the cold. Are you going to continue to say the children of Israel is Middle Eastern peoples? Is you going to continue to say the children of Israel is pale red looking? The children of Israel's faces is blacker than the cold. You know what cold looks like. You know you go out and barbecue every now and then. You know you know what cold looks like. If you get over your, your dress, huh? That's what the children of Israel were like before they came, when they was um, all in one piece, before they got contaminated by Christian Columbus and Herman Cortez and 14 and 1500. They faced black in the cold. Do you pray to this one here? Or you pray to the one that's there and been it for you? If you going to continue to say the children of Israel is and Mary and and the sun, they Middle Eastern looking peoples. And you can continue to look at Guadalupe and see a, a Middle Eastern looking picture and continue to do that. Are you going to continue to do that? That means you ignore all the facts, evidence out of the Bible by the detective agency of Boston over to his life. Biblical scholars saying, you know, the man of this Bible, face is blacker than a cold. The children of Israel are blacker than the cold. 
black-skinned people. That what Flushy came in, black blush. And you know, they had to have a father. So they had a father, young man. They're going to bring her young line in and find out um, if he's coming peacefully. In the book of Daniel, he showed Daniel, he said, Daniel, you know, they might have a problem about me, Daniel, but I want you to put it in writing there. You know, ain't too many people going to read it. In the 10th chapter, young man, he's going he to show Daniel what he looked like. He's going to show Daniel. You know, Daniel the seer, he will do nothing but reveal his secrets to his servants. He's going to show Daniel what he looked like in verse 5 and 6. And you tell me what you think about this. Is you still going to say he's a Middle Eastern type of person? Verse 5 and 6. What does it say there in your line? The book of Daniel the seer, chapter 10, verse 5 through 6. Now you can see it, chapter 10, verse 5, read. Then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose word was girded with fine gold of Upaz. Verse 6. His body also was like the bird, and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet like in color to polish brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. Mm-hmm. So his feet and arm was like what again, that young man? What number word? Give me, give me, give me one word. His, he was what kind of man? And his arms and his feet like in color. He was a color man. He was a color man. Now, now, what people? What people? Now, I was, I was turning to the TV. I was just browsing, and I, and I see on count twenty, he had the eyes of the prize. It's on now. Still, it's still February month, right? And they had, and this so happened they showed them a color fountain and a white fountain. This man right here, if he came, he came in the flush. Which one of these fountains that? He will have to go to if he came in the, in the flush. If he, if he came in the flush, where they had to, the, you know, the fountains, they got a fountain saying color fountain and a white fountain. Which fountain would he would have been able to use and would not get his back beat? Which one he went to? If he didn't go to, he got his back beat. He goes to the color fountain because he's a color man. So you understand that? Eyes of the prize, this man in the Bible is a color man. He's a color man, and if he was back in the days of the time, although he's back there, but he wasn't there, he had to go to the fountain, the same fountain that all the color folks go to. They had to go to the color fountain. See? Eyes of the prize, count 20. I was looking at it yesterday. And that's, look at it, look at the water fountain. It got color up on the top of it and got white on the other side of it. This is a color man. Do you is you praying to this color man? Or are you praying somebody look like somebody else? What are you, you doing? See, he's a color man. Now, and the one that made him in seven verse nine, what, what do he look like the one that made him? 
the one that made this color man he sent down in the flesh to be in the tribe of Judah, what he look like in 7 verse 9, that young man? What he look like? 7 verse 9. The book of Daniel is here. Chapter 7, verse 9. Read. I beheld to the thrones were cast down, and the ancients of days did sit, whose garments was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. Well, what his coat was like. You got to emphasize exactly what we're looking for. Daniel saw the father sitting on the throne, the father of this color man. And he said his father of the color man had on a garment, a white garment on. And what kind of texture or hair did he have on, y'all like? As snow and the hair of his head, like the pure wool. Pure wool. No clairol whatsoever. No relaxer whatsoever. He had pure wool hair. No clairol whatsoever. He didn't, he didn't put no clairol whatsoever in his head. The father got pure Wool hair. You got it? Good. So now, who are you praying to? We're going to talk, we'll talk about more about it, but we got the young lion, Brother Makai Israel. He'll come on stage. So uh, we're going to find out he's coming peacefully by saying, Brother Makai Israel. Well, I'm hoping coming out of Camp 1. Why did you that see you right? Yeah, why bless you there. There is real. Oh, see, Roy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Young line, you, you coming peacefully, young line? Hallelujah. All I can say is the book of Proverbs, chapter 104, verse number 21 reads The young lions grow after their meat, I mean, after their prey, and seek their meat from Yahweh. Hallelujah, Now, uh, young man, um, is, is anybody else carrying this broadcast as we speak it right now? Is anybody else uh, uh, logged into this broadcast anywhere, uh, young man, besides um, Pal Talk? What you got there, young man, to address the national audience? Take your time. Come on. Hallelujah, boy. Well, as the CIA said, we are live right now. We know on the Blog Talk radio station, but we do also have other broadcasts that we upload on their broadcast, uh, this broadcast that you're listening to right now. We have the Facebook page set up under the name Seer Israel. We ask you all to tune in to our Facebook page under the name Seer Israel, or you can catch any of the previous recorded uh, classes that come on six days out of the week for the Blog Talk Radio. You can catch us on our Facebook page under the name of Seer Israel. We also uh, ask you all to leave a, uh, for questions and comments right at the bottom part where they ask you to make a comment. You ask a question there anytime you want to. And we do ask you all to have your notes written out. So when you do call in to the international phone line at 224-600-5579. Once again, that number is 224-600-5579. We do ask you all to have your questions written out. 
after you have listened to the broadcast pertaining to what you have heard. And we will get back with you. Uh, any one of the members of the 69 account, uh, ASAP. We ask you all, too, to tune in to our YouTube page under the name of under the name of B-O-T-T-Y Tribe, Y-H-D-H. Once again, the name is B-O-T-T-Y Tribe, Y-H-D-H, and that is for our YouTube page. We ask you all to tune in to our YouTube page, listen to any of the previous broadcasts when we was live, or anything that we have uploaded and put together for you all for your learning. Um, you can also type in questions and comments under our page as well. We will tune in and get back with you once we see your questions and comments there. Or you can call in once again to the international phone line at 224-600-5579. We do ask you all, too, to tune in to our um, Pal Talk. We do have Pal Talk on. We ask you all to tune in to our Pal Talk as well. But we also have set up our TikTok page. Our TikTok page, well, the Pal Talk name is uh, Voices of the True Israelites. We ask you all to tune in to our Pal Talk on the Voices of the True Israelites. And we come on six to seven nights out of the week. And we ask you all to tune in to that as well, uh, Sunday through Monday, Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. And we ask you all to tune in as well. Um, we do ask you all to also tune in to our TikTok page. And that will begin the name Starts under the name of B-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H, the same name under our YouTube page. It is B-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H. We ask you all once again to tune in to our TikTok page and ask you to write in questions and comments as well. And anytime you uh, need a call in for those questions and comments, we actually have your notes written out, questions written to the side. Be ready to hear some and learn some and call into the international phone line at 224-600-5579. Once again, we ask you all to tune in to our broadcast that's carrying Voices of the True Israelites, Yaquaz Ministry, Yaquaz Radio, Yaquaz Broadcast. We ask you all to tune in to everything pertaining to Yaquah, and we say, Hallelujah, Yaquah, over the youth here, Israel of Steve Roy. Hallelujah, Yaquah. Excellent, young man. Sound like uh, you ain't missed a beat. That's that's great. Hallelujah, Now, Elder, you was holding me something in in the fifth chapter of Exodus, uh, verse one and two, and then I want to uh, seven one there, Elder. I, I want to analyze something here. And Exodus 5, verse 1 and 2, and then go to 7, verse 1. Elder Mr. Tiff, what we got in Exodus chapter 5, verse 1, 2, then go over to 7, verse 1. Now, what are we working with there, young man? I mean, Elder? Okay, in the book of Exodus, chapter 5, reading verses 1 and 2, and then proceeding to chapter 7, verse number 1. Verse 5. Chapter 5, verse number 1 says, Afterwards, Moses and Aaron and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Yahweh of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. 2. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Yahweh that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? 
I know not, Yahweh, neither will I let Israel go. Oh, you hear that? You what Pharaoh say? Pharaoh say, he said, who's Yahweh? I don't know nobody know Yahweh. And that's what a lot of times, you know, we got a lot of brothers that love to teach about Kimmick and Kimmick and, and the Kushites and all that, you know, all that they are did. But they did all that by not knowing no Yahweh. Because every time you bring up uh, uh, all the big digging tears out of songs at home, whatever they did do, whatever they mastered in their mind to do, one thing was absent from their mind was who again, Elder Corner uh, 512, what was absent from their mind? Whatever they did, all the great stuff they did and, and called Kush, which they put the name called Kimmick on the Kimmick, is a polluted word for Kush. Kush is the son of him. That's what we see, brother. How about Kimmich? What happened in Kimmich? Kimmich is not nothing but a watered out word for Kush. Kush is the firstborn son of Ham. Genesis 10, verse 6. But whatever they accomplished accomplish, and all the history that they accomplished, they did it without who, according to Pharaoh's mouth in 5, verse 2, Elder. Who, they, who, who was absent from everything they did in 5 verse 2? 5 verse 3 or 5 verse 2? 5, five verse, verse 3. Who was absent from verse 2. Who was absent from everything they was doing in Mizraim and in Cush and all that, songs of Ham? What was absent from everything on their mind because one brother was like the other brother? What was absent according to 5, verse 2? What they had absent from their mind, verse 2. Reading verse 2 again. Mm-hmm. Verse number 2 says, And Pharaoh said, Who is the Yahweh that I should obey his voice to oh, let Israel yeah. go? I uh-huh. know not the Yahweh. Neither will I let Israel go. So, so you hear what he say? He said, who is this Yahweh? He said, who is Yahweh? I don't know nobody. We don't have nobody by that name. We don't know nobody about that name. We don't know nobody about no name or no Yahweh. And why shall I let them go? I know not no Yahweh. Now give me seven one, you And Brother Micaiah, tell me Exodus. Uh, chapter, no, I, I need to make a little meal out of it first. Yeah, okay. I'll do Exodus chapter 9, verse 1, 16, 29, verse 28 there, Brother Micaiah. I'll take a look at that. Let's, let's see if we throw you into this heat. Exodus chapter 9, verse 1, 16, 29, verse 28. We can leave out the air take a look at 7, verse 1. Hey, Elder, what is it saying 7, verse 1? Verse number one says, And the Yahweh said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a Yahweh to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy seer. Ah, so you see, so you see what Yahweh put together? So Yahweh said, Hey, see, I have made Moses, I have made you Yahweh to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother is going to be the seer. Okay? Now, so now, so. So we know, 
the hand of Yahweh. But, but Pharaoh says, I don't know nobody now. I don't know no Yahweh. So why, whatever we have accomplished, and at the time, Pharaoh was the, he was the greatest power it is. But all that they did, what was asking from them, the four-letter man. So they did everything. Let me preach up on that, Elder. Let me preach up on that. So what, what were they doing, Elder, according to the angel coming out and telling David in 127 of Psalms? What were they doing? So all that they did, so we asked you the same thing, um, those on last northern. Uh, have you compassed what you got today and, and know Yahweh been involved? Do you know what you've really been doing? Uh, angel going to come from heaven and tell you what you've really been doing if you don't know the Yahweh of the Bible. Now, the angel going to come from heaven in the 127th chapter. He's going to tell you what, you what you've been doing. Do you believe what the angel said you've been doing? 127. Verse 1. Hey, precept 127, verse 1. The look. Psalm. In the book of Psalms, chapter 127, verse number 1 says, Except the Yahweh build the house, they labor in vain that it. Except the Yahweh keep the city, the watchman walketh but in vain. Waketh in vain. Yeah. So, so what was Pharaoh doing, Elder? I mean, they talked about uh, Kemet and all the great civilizations and all of the big pyramids and everything else. But Elder, according to the angel telling David, what were they doing, Elder? According to one twenty-seven, verse one. What 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 had they did? According to one twenty-seven, verse one. All they work was in vain. Yeah, all they work was in vain. And now you got brothers, they got yeah, they got tools. They got tools. You know, you go on the internet and they teach about these guys from the chemic institutions and all that. They take you all the way to <laughs> Egypt. You know, you pay so much money, you go there and you watch the, the pictures <laughs> on the wall and show all the great civilizations. But those that know the Bible know the Bible what the angel told David. All the stuff they're doing by having if you're an Israelite descent, you'll spend your money, but that was not a bread that all that stuff that you're doing with the Psalms of Ham, the the one they call the true Africans, the Psalms of Ham, all that stuff is what elder according to verse twenty twenty seven. Labor that was in vain. All that is in vain. All that what they have did is in vain. It's for nothing. You see that? All that's in your mind together, go and watch what all the big hoteps and all them, all that stuff they got going on, uh, Book of the Dead, running around looking at the pictures of caves, all that, all that you're going to labor in vain. You see that? And he's going to tell you the 14th chapter, we're not going to read 21 to 23 or, or Matthew. He said, I never knew you. Get away from me. You know, that's, 
That's what you don't want to happen to you, children of Israel. With all the stuff you have did, you're labeling in vain. He's going to tell you, I never knew you. Why don't you take a page <laughs> out of Pharaoh's book? This watch old Pharaoh. Now, he said, I don't know no Yahweh. But then Yahweh turned it up on him after he set the protocol up with Moses and Aaron as Yahweh and Seir. Now, Brother Micaiah, have me Exodus chapter 9, verse 1, 16, 20, 28. And young line, I want to back back up uh, and find out some things in uh, the book of Genesis 41, 33 down to verse 44, Brother Titus. I want to know what Genesis 41, 33 to 44 say. Hmm, I won't know what just say, but young lion, Brother Micaiah. Exodus chapter 9, verse 1, 16, 20, 28. Now, remember, the stage is set. I never knew you. I don't know you at all. I don't know nothing about no Yahweh. Let's see, do his conversation change. Come on, that young lion, Brother Micaiah, bring it. Going to the book of Exodus, chapter 9. We're going to read verse number 1. 16, 20 down to verse number 28. The book of Exodus chapter 9, verse 1 reads, Then the wise W.H. Yahweh said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh and tell him, Thus says the Yahweh, Yahweh of Israelites, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Verse number 16. And in very deed for this cause, have I raised you up for to show you, to show in you my power and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. Verse number 20. He that fears the word of the Yahweh among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his cattle flee into his house, into the house. 21. And he that regarded not the word of the wise Yahweh left his servant and his cattle in the field. Verse 22. And Yahweh said unto Moses, Grasp forth your hand toward heaven, that, they, that there may be hell in all the land of Egypt, upon man and upon beast, and upon every herb of the field, throughout the land of Egypt. 23. And Moses stretched forth his rod toward heaven, and the Yahweh sent thunder and hail, and fire ran along upon the ground, and the Yahweh rained hail upon the land of Egypt. 24. So there was hail, and fire mingled with the hail. Very grievous, such as there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. 25. And the hail smoked throughout all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast, and the hell smoked every herb of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, was there no hell. Verse 27. And Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron the seer and said unto them, I have sinned this time. The Yahweh is righteous. And I and my people are wicked. Verse 28. 
Entreat the wise Bele Jaffa, for it is enough that there be no more mighty thundering in hell, and I will let you go, and you shall stay no longer. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought he said he didn't know. He didn't know no Yahuwah. Well, I, I just I thought we just got to read uh, uh, Brother Titus and Exodus 5, 1 and 2. I thought we just got to read 5 and 1 and 2. What? How does this change a uh, uh, book talking change? Read again in 5, 1 and 2 that, Brother Titus. The second book of the law, the book of Exodus, chapter 5, verse 1 and verse 2. Read. Verse 1. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus said Yahweh, Yahweh of Israel, Let my people go, and they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. Verse 2. And Pharaoh said, Who is Yahweh that I shall obey his voice? And let Israel go. I know not Yahweh, neither will I let Israel go. Wait a minute. But, but, but what happened, uh, Brother Micaiah? All of a sudden, what happened again in verse 27 again in that young line? Micaiah? In the book, chapter 9, verse 27 reads, And Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron the seer, and said unto them, I have sinned this time. The wise Jehovah is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. Wait a minute. I thought he said he didn't know him. What made him know he know about this guy? Then he can then he confessed that I and my people are what? Young The Yahweh is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. Oh, so what made him what made him come up with a new mindset and a new attitude there, young lion? What did you just got to read? Is there a specific verse you just got to read between twenty and twenty seven that made him uh change his thoughts and his mind about I don't know no Yahqua. See you see, here's the point. There's a lot of them saying they don't know no Yahqua, but they gonna see Yahqua through us. And then they're going to come clean. They're going to say, yeah, uh, we thought we didn't know no Yahweh, but we're going to know some Yahweh just like he put this as a shadow on Pharaoh. So what did he do on Pharaoh to make Pharaoh uh, all of a sudden he started knowing Yahweh pretty good? I got to get a precept on that one, behind that one. So what is there a particular verse that we can read to a young line that he had a change of mind, something he seen to heard? Anywhere between 20 and 27 that we're going to pick out a specific verse there in your line, Brother Micaiah. Verse number 22. And Yahweh said unto Moses, Stretch forth your hand towards heaven, that there may be hell in the land of Egypt, upon man and upon beast, and upon every herb of the field throughout all the land of Egypt. Mm. No, okay, well, uh, that, that, that ain't good enough, you know. I, I need to know uh, what kind of is something in there that we can um that something happened for him to start uh change his mindset. Is in particular verse that we could that the national audience can be informed on that happened. And uh, besides that, besides stretch forth your hand to east, to heaven, 
Can you give me something else with a little more bite to it? We can go to verse number 26. Okay. Only in the land of Goshen, only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, was there no hell. Well, 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 wait a minute, but wait a minute, y'all. I, I, need, I need a little bit more now. I need something, to, you know, sometimes, you know, it's just like they talked about the children of Israel, they're going to they gonna rule with something. Read that, uh, Brother Titus. The children of Israel are going to do some 225. What they gonna do in two twenty five and and Revelation? What they gonna do? What will happen in two twenty five there, young one? Brother Titus? We're going to end, we're going to end time prophecy, Revelation chapter two, verse twenty five. End time prophecy, Revelation chapter two, verse twenty five. But that which you have already, hold fast till I come. Verse twenty six. And he that overcometh and keep my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. Verse 27. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of a potter, should I be broken to shiver, even as I receive of my father. Mm-hmm. So, um, he going to, a rod of iron, if you got a rod of iron in your hand and you want somebody to do something, will that, will, will that rod of iron uh, get his attention there, young man? Anyone y'all can take it. If you got a rod in your, ha- in your hand, a rod of iron in your hand, and you want a, a, a specific person to do something, you take that rod of iron to make him do something there, young man, come, you, 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 that you talk pretty good with a rod of iron in your hand. Yaqua. Huh? Oh, then look at y'all. I can't get nothing out the young line. But what I want to know, is there anything in that verse between 20 to 27 that got attention? Is it, it, yeah, I need, yeah, that's what I, I need. I need something I can bite on that young line. I mean, can, give me something for the master ones to really understand that. They're going to get, he said, I don't know no YWH. But all of a sudden now he called Moses and, and said, no. but now he, is anything, is any specific verse in there we can really look at that changed his mind that now he knows some young what? What? Go ahead. What verse are you going to read that, Brother McCoy? Verse 23. Exodus chapter 9, verse 23 reads, And Moses scratched forth his rock, Towards heaven. And Yahweh sent thunder and hail, and the fire ran along upon the ground. And Yahweh rained hail upon the land of Egypt. Oh, so there you go. There you go, young lion. We got to have something to bite on. Let's get a precept on that, uh, Brother Micaiah. Let's go to Daniel chapter 4, verse 20, 28. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see a uh, precept. Daniel 4.28. Let's read a little bit down to 37. Let's see, can we get a precept and, and find out what got his attention? Daniel 4.28.37. Right, Come on there, Brother Micaiah. Going to the book of Daniel, chapter 4, verse 28, down to verse number 37. The book of Daniel, the seer, chapter 4, verse 28, read. 
All this came upon the king of Nebuchadnezzar. 29. At the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? 31. While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven, saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from you. 32. And they shall drive you from man, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you to eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over you, until you know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men. And give it, it to whomsoever he will. 33. The same hour was upon Nebuchadnezzar. And he was driven forth. I mean, he was driven from men. And did eat grass as oxen. And his body was wet with the dew of heaven. Till his hairs were grown like eagles. Seven. And his nails like birds' claws. 34, and at the end of the day, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lift up my eyes upon heaven, and my understanding returns unto me, and I bless the Most High Yahweh, and I praise and honor him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. 35, and all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What do doest you? Verse 36. At the same time, my reason returns unto me. And for the honor of my kingdom, my honor and righteousness returns unto me. And my counselors and my yaqwas sought unto me. And I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto me. Verse 37. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exhort and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are true and his ways judgment. For those that walk in pride, he is able to abide, abate. Mm. Mm, yeah, but, but what 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 did he say again in uh, twenty nine and thirty? What 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 got him? What got him? Uh, what got attention of the Almighty from the big thing in verse twenty nine and thirty? Young man, the book of Daniel says, chapter four, verse twenty nine and thirty. Twenty nine reads: At the end of twelve months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. Thirty, the king spake and said. Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? Uh-huh. So what, 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 what happened here? What changed his mind? He just said, he said, me, this is me, 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 me. This is my Babylon. This is what I did with my power, my might, with my honor, my majesty. He got me, me, me all over. What changed? What changed his mind? Oh, y'all lie. What changed his mind? That we can read. 
What verse we picked out that changed his mind that all of a sudden now he started talking Yahweh better than Daniel him? What changed his mind to, to look at the thing a little bit clearer? See, we don't know what to make those change their mind and get behind Yahweh's voice over to us. I don't know what's going to happen, what will make you change your mind, but you see what happened to me, Big Digger Jerry? So what has to happen for him to put his mind start changing there? Can you pick out me a, a one good verse there, Young Lions? Verse number 32, 32 reads, And they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you to eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over you, until you know that the Most High Yahweh ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. Oh, so Yahweh put the heat on it until he knows who the one running this thing. See, that's what we. That's the problem today. We think who's looking over there in high places running this thing. That's wickedness in high places. See, we don't know who really running this thing. We don't know that's all the reason that we in the trouble we in today because of our own disobedience. See, we think that 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 uh that that man that's you know was shot in the brain is running things. He ain't running nothing. So what I'm trying to tell you, see right here, this is a game changer. You got to have this man before you, and you got to know this is the man that run things. This is the man that runs this thing absolute. And once we understand that this man got all the power, and no weapon formed against you is going to prosper if you get this man right. That's it. That's the key right there. So now, because see, we, we got a tendency to, to believe that is more power that was in ancient Egypt, they called it, and Mizraim and, and Cushites and all that. But they're but they not reading books on how they got their knowledge. And your line going to tell you exactly what the eyewitness say, how they, how they receive knowledge. So what for what the young line, Brother Titus, bring out in Genesis 41, yeah. 83, on verse 44. The young lion, give me a precept on that same verse in Psalms 105, 17 to 22 there, Brother Titus. See, some things the world got to know, but if but we don't bring it out, they'll never know these things. Because, see, right now we, we talk about the pyramids and, and what Kenya did, all these places them did, uh, the kinetic uh, nation them did, and... and on and raw. Oh, we got all this stuff in the unk. We got all this stuff going on. But we never listen to what they say out their own mouth. Then the angel going to say something. We don't bring out none of this good stuff. And um, we're going to take a look at some things. And Elder Mr. Tibbs have me, um, have me Exodus 10. 16 to 18, waiting on me, Elder. Had that waiting on me, Elder. Now, Brother Titus, and Genesis 41, 33 to 44, with the precept of Psalms 105, 17 to 22. 
I'm just going to wrap back and listen, listen if you bring the knockout, but it'll come out. First book of the law, the book of Genesis, chapter 41, verse 33 to 44. Genesis 41, verse 33 reads, Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt, Mizraim. Verse 34, And let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land, and take up the part of the land of Egypt, Mizraim, and the seven plenteous years. Verse 35, Let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh. And let them keep food in the cities. Verse 36. And that food should be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which should be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. Verse 37. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. Verse 38. And Pharaoh said, and to his servants, can we find such as one as this is, a man in whom the spirit of Yahweh is? 39. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, for as much as Yahweh have shown me all this, there is none so discreet and wise as you are. Verse 40. You should be over my house. And according to your word, shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than you. Verse 41. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Verse 42. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arranged him and garments of fine linen, and put a gold chain about his neck. Verse 43, And he made him to ride in the second chariot, which he had. And they cried before him, bowed the knee, and made him ruler over all the land of Egypt, Israel. Verse 44, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without you, should no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Hmm. So I wonder, I want to do in, a, in the commit in um, the songs of Ham. Do you have a reason for him? Um, according to Pharaoh, who was the smartest man in, in, in Pharaoh's days? Uh, according to who want to pick out a verse? I mean, just tell me, who who was smarter than Pharaoh and all this big dignitaries? Who was smarter? Who? Who was that? A young lion? We are reading here according to Joseph. Joseph was smart. He was the wise. Joseph the Israelite. Joseph the Israelite. You see that? See, that's what he's telling you. Listen. Everybody putting all this money to go watching pyramids and all the stuff they did over there. But it, but Pharaoh himself said the smartest man in, in my days was Joseph the Israelite. 
Now the angel come out of heaven to remind David of something in 105, verse 17 down 22. Not only was he smart, what did he do with his smartness that we can read, the evidence that we can read in Psalm 105 of Titus 17 down verse 22. Look at Psalm, chapter 105, verse 17 and 22. Psalms 105, verse 17 reads, He sent a man before them, even Joseph, the Israelite, who was sold for a servant. Verse 18, whose feet they hurt with feathers. He was laid in iron. Verse 19, and to the time that his word came, the word of Yahweh tried him. Verse 20, the king sit and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. Verse 21, he made him Yahweh of his house and a ruler of all his substance. 22, to bind his prince and his pleasure to teach his elders wisdom. Thank you, sir. You mean how did how did the how did the Egyptian learn wisdom? How would they talk wisdom again uh, according to verse twenty two? See listen, look, this is a young line. It's gonna be a great big school. We have banquet hall, radio station, and you know you have connect people gonna come in on you. And you have to be able to deal with the committed uh, community. They out here Diving with it. got the uncle. I remember, brother came to class one day. Had his uncle around his, around it, and he wanted to brag about Kenneth and all that kind of stuff. But according to verse twenty-two, where they get their knowledge from, um, young man? See, y'all gotta have this in y'all arsenal, cause they gonna come up, and you have to let them know women now. Um, how did they learn anything? According to one hundred five, verse twenty-two, how they learn anything? The angels told David, reminding David that everybody of the sons of Ham learned what kind of way in verse 22? Psalms 105, verse 22. To bind his presence at his pleasure and to teach his elders wisdom. So what did Joseph the Israelite do with all the big digging terrorists in his days of Mizraim, they call now Egypt. Well, what 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 did Joseph do? He was the he was the head man. Everybody got to bow the knee, and when they bowed the knee, what did Joseph do? According to verse twenty-two, what did he do? The bind his princes at his and teach his elders. Oh, verse twenty-two. And that and, and that would ill and that would ill, uh, Mr. Tilly, Don't call the teachers. No, don't call it teach. We we do the teaching. Don't call and lead messages that you want to teach that you will hear a dial tone. Click, because you got to understand something. We are the teachers. We don't want to do the teaching. That's why. Like Joseph is the one taught them. So the one that the, you got a lot of, a lot of people going to be coming, y'all. I'm telling you, they will come. They will see that sign says, Yahweh, voice of the two is right. Flashing all over the place, and they're gonna come in and say, We from Kendrick. Do you know you know how long we've been 
you don't say, yeah, I know you from Kenneth, but but the, but the, you know where you learned your information that you did have right from? See that? Got to have these verses. You got to have them now because they're going to show up. And I, I'm pulling for y'all. You be, you be ready and be what kind of ready? Um, yeah. No, what kind of? Eight verse three. Uh, for example, what kind of red you got to be? Eight verse three. I, I'm 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 putting for you because um, it's going to happen, and I I want to sit back and and properly the young lion be what kind of red in eight verse three. First Ezra chapter eight verse three. This Ezra the seer went up from Babylon as a scribe. Being very ready in the law of Moses. What kind of ready? What kind of ready? Very ready. Very, very ready. ready. So we're trying to get your passage very ready because it's going to happen. And and all the big chemical institutions, all of them are going to come at you. And you got to let them know, sure, we the last nation. But you, 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 your father say you don't know no Yahweh. And and when you did know some Yahweh, you have to learn from us to know some Yahweh. Joseph, Joseph came out of that loins that they, he had to teach them too. See, that's the problem we got to tell you. We the teachers, and they got to be known. We are the teachers. We're going to introduce you to the four-letter man. Now, Mr. Tibbs, what did it say? And we start closing down. And Exodus chapter 10, verse 16 through 18, then give me a precept in the 12th chapter, verse 1, 12 through 14. I'm going to close the statement, and we'll catch you on Pal Talk at 7 o'clock tomorrow, and, and be back on that way this day and Wednesday. Hey, hello, Mr. Tibbs. Exodus chapter 10, 16 through 18. Then go right over to Exodus 12, verse 1, 12 through 14, and the closing statement at Elder Mr. Tibbs. Come on. Reading Exodus chapter 10, verses 16 through 18, skipping 12, reading verse 1, and verse 12 to 14. Verse 16 says, Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste, and he said, I have sinned against the Yahweh, your Yahweh, and against you. 17. Now, therefore, forgive, I pray thee. My sin is only this once. And entreat the Yahweh, your Yahweh, that he may take away from me this death only. 18. And he went from Pharaoh and entreated the Yahweh. Going to chapter <laughs> Wait, 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 wait a minute, what, 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 what did the big digger do? What did you Who wants to get a shot at? What did the big digger do according to 16 to 18? What did he do? You mean he, he done what with Moses? What did he say? What did he say in there? It's just intriguing to me to know that the, the man of, he was the absolute ruler. What did his, you remember? You remember when the young lion, a brother of Micaiah, read that verse again in Daniel uh, 4, 37, brother Micaiah, read that verse again. It, 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 is this a sign of 4, 37, brother Micaiah of Daniel, what we're hearing now? 
the book of Daniel, chapter 4, verse 37 reads, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exhort and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are true, and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride he is able to abate. Do, do, do that sound like a little bit going on right here? And, uh, <laughs> remember he said, who is this Yahweh? I don't know no Yahweh. Look how he's talking now in 10. I mean, did y'all, can, you, can you hear the difference? It's talk, it, his talking now in 10. Look what he said in 10 again. Hey, I'll read that again. It don't got to happen. But I want to make sure we just, not just reading scriptures, we enlighten the people that the same people you see today, in power today, how they gonna come to us, Yahweh boss of two Israelites, once we in order. Just as you see all the big dignitaries, the big camps and everything. They gotta come down off that pride and they gotta come humble and be a base and watch what the elder is reading and and 10, 16 to 18. We're just not reading a bunch of scriptures. We're trying to enlighten the people how this thing going to be once we're in order. 16 to 18 again, Elder. Starting in verse 16. 16 says, Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste, and he said, I have sinned against the Yahweh, your Yahweh, and against you. 17. Now therefore forgive. I pray thee, my sins only this once, and entreat the Yahweh, your Yahweh, that he may take away from me this death only. 18. And he went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Yahweh. Wait a minute. What? 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 You know, wait a minute. It's something I want to hear. Who want to help me out? What do I want to hear? In something that was said, Moses and Aaron. What did he? What did he ask in verse seventeen? I'll, I'll get to the point. What did he ask? Yep. What did he ask? Yeah, verse seventeen. What is? Verse, verse seventeen is a pity plea. A pity plea. He wanted him to take away the sins. But, but, but what? So what did he ask in seventeen? Now read 17. Read the read, uh, three words. Says, now, therefore, therefore, forgive, I pray thee. My you see that? Wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the greatest man of the universe, of the world on earth. You see what he asked Moses and Aaron to do for him? He, This man was the greatest man in power. They talk about the power of Mizraim, Egypt. The greatest man in power sent in haste, he says, in haste, go get them. And when he sees them, he said, now, therefore, forgive, I pray thee, my sins only this once. And entreat some Yahweh. See that? So you see what the big dignitary did? The big digging turret, if they done it then, guess what, y'all? Once we in order, they're going to do it again. The WCC, World Council of Churches, the Roman Catholic Church, they're going to look for us. Yaquah, Boston, Christmas, and they're going to tell us the same thing, these big digging turrets. 
That's why we want you young lions to be prepared to meet them where they at. Because all it's going to be, this is on a shadow on a larger picture to come. Now, 12, verse 1. Can we just have reading verses? Just be reading verses. We're trying to let you know what to look forward to once we in order. Exodus 12, verse 1, 12 through 14. You're going to close the statement. Come on. Exodus chapter 12, reading verse 1 says, And the Yahweh spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, Verse number 12, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the Yahweh's of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Yahweh. 13. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see blood, I will pass you over. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. When I smite the land of Egypt. Verse number 14. And all this day shall be upon you for a memorial. And you shall keep it a feast unto the Yahweh throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. You see that? So he will let you know how important these feast days is and everything else. But what got Pharaoh's attention, the greatest power on the universe at that time? He said, what in verse 12? In the closing statement, what he said in verse 12? Verse number 12 says, verse 12, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the Yahweh's of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Yahweh. You know what the man said? The man said he's going to execute judgment. I'm going to smite him. He said, I'm going to show you who I put in position. All we got to do is get in order. Same thing in the NL. He said, I'm going to show my hand. Matter of fact, give me a precept. Hey, hey, uh, give, me a, give me a precept. Give me a precept on that 49 verse 9. 49 verse 9 there, of Isaiah. I need a precept. 49. See, this, this is what we want Yahweh to do. He said, I'm going to do these. I'm going to do it. 49 verse 9. What is, what is they going to do in Isaiah 49 verse 9 there, young lion? I don't got happy now. Look, I, look Isaiah see it, chapter 49. Verse 9 reads, That you may say to the prisoners, go forth to death that are in darkness. Show yourselves. That's the keys in the way. What do you want? What, what we want Yahweh to do? Show yourself. And, and that's what I'm trying to tell you, young lion. Yahweh going to show himself through this ministry. It's up to you. It's up to you. Get in where you fit in. You know, we want Yahweh to show himself. He said, yeah, as I showed myself in the days of old, I'm going to show myself again through this ministry. But you got to be prepared to meet them where they are. 
Because we want Yahweh to show himself. He said, I'm going to do it. You just get me right. I'm going to execute justice through y'all. Yahweh, voices of the Jewish life. Adam and Kill. I'm about to close straight behind that. You on the clock, come on. Well, bless us here. Bless the young lions and all the people that's listening to the word of Yahweh. And all the mothers that were on the program, and bless all the mothers who couldn't attend. And doing so, remember that route that we have to take is very narrow, as explained in Second Esther, chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. 7 says, Enters therefore is narrow, and set in a dangerous place to fall, like if there was fire on the right hand, and on the left deep water. 8. And only one path between them both, even between the fire and the water, so small. There can only one man go there at once. So the voice of the true Israelites will help keep you on that fine path with the word of righteousness. Hallelujah. Yahweh. Hallelujah. Yahweh. Now, young line for a title. So you see, some things we have to be able to recognize off the top. So in Deuteronomy chapter mm. Chapter, well, make it, make it Leviticus chapter 26, 1 down to verse 3 there, down the line. Um, one, then I'm going to precept a couple of verses real quick. Then, Brother Micaiah, you have me, Deuteronomy 4, verse 1, 2, 4, 2, 10, 23, 25, and 26. Had that waiting on me, uh, Brother Micaiah. But, young line. Let's look at this verse real good in Leviticus and see what we can get out of this verse right here. Leviticus 26, 1 down to verse 3. Hey, what can we get out of this verse right here, young man? By the book of Leviticus in the law. Book of Leviticus, chapter 26, verse 1, 2, and 3. Leviticus, chapter 26, verse 1. You should make you no idols. Nor graven images, neither rid you up standing images, neither should you set up any image of stone in your land to bow down into it. For I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. Verse 2 You should keep my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary temple. I am Yahweh. Verse 3 If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments, and do that. Mm. So, um, so when you go to worship, anywhere you go to worship, what do you supposed to not see there when you go to worship if you follow him? According to 26 chapter 1, 2, and 3, uh, young line, what do you supposed to automatically observe that that will be absent if, if you worship with him? According to 1, 2, and 3 of 26 chapters, what do you have to observe that, that do not supposed to be there if you worship with them? What is that? What can we pick out of that? All right, verse 1, he told us, plainly, you shall make it to, he said, you shall make you no idols, even graven images, neither when you up standing images. Neither should you set up any image of stone in your land. Even about 
to bow down into it. I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. You see, so you can't have no standing images in your land or either graven images or even multi-images made with metal. Even bow down to it. That is contrary against the law. He so, told us you should. So if we, so if we invited anywhere to speak at a place or whatever, and if we see these things in there, uh, what do we, what do we know? When we watch the television broadcast where Yahweh says to not have, and you see it every place you go to worship. That's all you see. But what do Yahweh say about that? Uh, can you uh? Help the national ones out there, young line. What is what is he saying here? So he said, when you worship him, you're supposed to be at what place with what, not with what. And I want to know one thing: where did he pull that from? Where where did this come from? I mean, not ideally pulled it, but in the same token, is a reminder of what. Give me a uh, twenty-eight sixty-four in the closing statement of Deuteronomy. Give me a closing statement. Give me 2864 and a closing statement, young man. All right. Going to the fifth book of the law, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 64. Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 64. Read. And y'all cry to scatter you among all people from one end of the earth, even unto the other. And tell you to serve other false Yahweh, which neither nor neither you nor your fathers have known, even wood and stone. You see that? You see what happened to you? You gonna be worshiping places that got wood and stone. You got a cross there. You have a cross there, or, or some kind of old old standing statue with a baby on it and a mother that's pale red. And you'll be bowing down to him and kiss him on the feet and all that. He said, you see, see what you're going to do? And he told you, that's a no-no. So how do you feel that you get blessed and you're doing everything contrary to what he's saying? So as soon as you go to a place and you see any of this, he's supposed to back up and go in another direction. You're supposed to see none of that. Because you're not worshiping him. But he said, no, I don't, I don't see none of that. My word is sufficient enough. See? And we know all these dignitaries, everywhere they got, they got some kind of cross. They got some kind of images. Something in there pointing toward him. He said, that's a no-no. See? So, young lion, you got to spot this now. You got to spot it. You got to be prepared. He said, uh-huh. Ain't no Yahweh here. Because if it was Yahweh here, this one, he'd be there. According to this verse right here. Young lion, you still tall. Close the is all you and come on. All right, I'm going to the book of, um, I'm going to make it quick, going to the book of, uh, make it a book of Baca. Going to the book of Baca. The book of Baca. Chapter 2, verse 18. Read. What part of the graven image that the maker the world have graven it? The multi image and the teacher of lies that the maker of his work trusted therein to make dumb idols. Verse 19. Walk in, they said to the wood, awake, 
to the dumb stone. Arise, it's to teach. Behold, it is laid over with gold and silver. There is no breath at all in the midst of it. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Man, no breath, nothing in them. So now, you know, you got to spot these things now. Because I'm telling you something. You know if Yahweh with them because, first of all, they understand these scriptures. You don't go worship Yahweh or your mighty one if you see any of these things going on. Them dumb idols. And, every, you know, everywhere you go into the Latter-day Saints or the World Council Churches or Roman Catholic Church, all you see is what you're supposed to not see there. So how is the blessing of Yahweh in there is in, is in any one of them? See, you got to spot these things. I don't care how luxury it looks. You got to spot it. Actually, young lion. Now, Brother Micaiah, last man standing. And Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 1, 2, fold down to verse 10, 23, and 25 through 26, and 37 through 40 in the closing statement of young lion. Let's see, let's see what you're working with. Let's see what, 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 what we're going to get out of what you're getting ready to work with. Deuteronomy 4, verse 1, 2. Skip down to 4, 2, 10. Skip down to verse 23, 25, 26. Then close it down with 37 through 40. Brother Micaiah Israel, you're on the clock. Go. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 1, 2. 4 down to 10, 23, 25, 26. 37 down to verse 4. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 1 reads, And therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them, that you may live and go in, the, go in and possess the land which the Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, your fathers giveth you. Two, you shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish out from it, that you may keep the commandment of the Yahweh, your Yahweh, which I command you, but you did did cleave unto the Yahweh, your Yahweh, alive are alive every one of you this day. Verse number five. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judges, even as the Yahweh, my Yahweh, commanded me, that you should do so in the land, whether you go to possess it. Six. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your will and your understanding. In the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Seven. For what nation is there so great who have Yahweh so now unto them, as the wise generation our Yahweh is in all things that we call upon him for? Verse 8, and what nation is there so great that have statutes and death and judgment so righteous as all this law, which I said before you this day? Verse number 9, only take heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently. Lest you forget the things which your eyes have seen, and least they depart from your mind all the days of your life, but teach them your sons. And your son's son, sin. Especially the day that you stood before the Yahweh, your Yahweh in Horah, 
when the Yahweh said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my word, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. Verse number 23. Take heed unto yourselves, lest you forget the covenant of the Yahweh, your Yahweh, which he made with you, and make you a graven image, or the likeness of anything which the Yahweh, your Yahweh, have forbidden you. 24. I mean, 25. When you shall beget children and children's children, and you shall have reminded, and you shall have remained long in the land, and shall corrupt yourself, and make a graven image, or the likeness of anything, and shall do evil in the sight of Yahweh, your Yahweh, to provoke him to anger. Verse 26. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day, that you should soon utterly perish from off the land, whereunto you go over Jordan to possess it. You should not prolong your days upon it, but should utterly be destroyed. Verse 37. 37. And because he loved your father, therefore he chose you, chose their seed after them, and brought you out in his sight with his mighty power. 38. To drive out nations from before you, greater and mightier than you are. To bring you in, to give you their land for an inheritance as it is this day. 39. Know therefore this day, and consider it in your mind, that the Yahweh, he is Yahweh in heaven above and upon the earth beneath. There is none else. Verse 40. You shall keep, therefore, his statutes and his commandments, which I command you this day, that it may go well with you and with your children after you, and that you may prolong your days upon the earth with the Yahweh, your Yahweh, giveth you forever. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, young lion, uh, give me uh, verse 6, 23, 25, and 26 in total. I, I, it's, I, I need, that needs to be read with just a little more audio. Verse 6, 23, 25, and 26. It's, it's like you drive, You got to drive this home, uh, young line. Drive home, verse 6, 23, 25, and 26. Drive it home and get their attention there in a closing statement. Come on. All right. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4, verse number 6, 23, 25, and 26. Read verse 6. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nation. We shall hear all these statues and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Verse number 23. Take heed unto yourselves, lest you forget the covenant of the wise Jehovah Yahweh, your Yahweh, which he made with you, and make you a graven image or the likeness of anything which the Yahweh, your Yahweh, has forbidden you. Verse 25, when you shall beget children, and children's children, and you shall have remained alone in the land, and shall corrupt yourselves and make a graven image, or the likeness of anything, and shall do evil in the sight of the wise W.H. Yahweh, your Yahweh, to provoke him to anger. Verse 26, 
I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day, that you shall soon utterly perish from off the land whereunto you go over Jordan to possess it. You shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. Close the statement your line. Excellent your part too. Excellent. Close the statement. It's all yours. Come on. I want to thank Yahweh for another blessed day to read his word. I want to thank Yahweh for the opportunity to meet the fear Israel of Seed Roy. I want to thank you, Yahweh. I want to thank Yahweh for the elders, the mothers, the teachers, all the brothers and sisters in the six anointed camps, and for bringing the 12 tribes of Israel back together under the law of Yahweh. Under the name of YHWH Yahweh, the Son to Yahweh the Father, and on one accord under the leadership of the series Bread of Seed Wood. Also, I want to thank Yahweh for the opportunity to learn this word to be able to teach my family the word of YHWH. I want to read the book of Psalms. I'll read Psalms, chapter 94, verse number one reads Yahweh, Yahweh, to whom vengeance belongs. O Yahweh, to whom vengeance belongeth, show yourself. Two, lift up yourself, you judges of the earth. Render reward to the proud. Three, Yahweh, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? Verse four, how long shall they utter and speak hard things and all the workers of sin boast themselves? Verse five, they break in pieces your people, O Yahweh, and flick thy heritage. Verse six, they slay the widow and the stranger and murder the father. Seven, yet they say the Yahweh shall not see, neither shall the Yahweh of Israel regard it. Verse eight, understand you brutish among the people, and you fools, when will you be wise? Verse nine, he that planted the ear shall he not hear, he that formed the eye shall not, shall he not see. Verse 10, he that tested the 17 nations, shall he not be correct? He that teaches man, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.